helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. people describe a lot of different versions of the American dream. For some, it's a home with a white picket fence and two and a half kids. For others, it's a job, travel, and nice restaurants. A recent Wall Street Journal National Opinion Research Center poll defined the American dream as that if someone works hard, they will get ahead. According to that poll, though, only 36% of voters believe that the American dream is still attainable. If that number isn't bad enough, it's down from 68% just last year. Are the American voters wrong, or are they sensing something important? While certainly not the first, the Biden administration has been ruling like a monarch over the American people. Most of his policies are targeted at destroying that American dream. The CDC still treats American people as medical guinea pigs, while the FDA not only fails to learn from its failures, but goes full speed ahead to endanger all of us. Now the state of New York thinks it has the legal authority to reinstate one of the ugliest policies from our history, internment. Can we save the American dream in whatever form you prefer? Hello there, Everyday Americans. This is Paul Engel, the Constitution Study. This is where we read and study the Constitution, teach rights and generation be free. And I'm glad you could join me. You know, we're going to talk about the American dream or the American nightmare, depending on, well, depending on whose side wins. So I, I mentioned that uh, Wall Street Journal poll. And again, there's some, there's some pretty interesting numbers. According to the poll, 50% of respondents think that the U.S. is, the, the quality of life in the U.S. Is, is worse than it was 50 years ago. I'm always going to take something like that with a, a, a grain of salt, right? Because when you look at the past, you never really look as clearly as you thought. But uh, let's take a look at some of the things that, that they're, the people may be basing that on. So recently, recently the White House put out a, a tweet, or an X, whatever they call it now, trying to show just how great things are. So uh, they, they listed uh, five things. The first was that there were 14 million new jobs. Well, the only problem with that is in the first few months of the Biden administration, the United States lost 20 million jobs, in large part to the policies that the Biden administration put in place. Then you have the, the student debt relief from millions of borrowers, forgetting that there are many millions more who are going to have to eat the cost of those loans. Oh, by the way, you borrow money and you don't have to pay it back. Well, that's really great unless you've borrowed money for something else and you don't get the same relief. Let's see, number three, the most significant gun violence prevention legislation in nearly 30 years that does nothing to actually prevent gun violence. It's designed to disarm innocent law-abiding citizens. Lower prescription drug, healthcare, and energy costs. I have no idea where Mr. Biden is living, but I don't know about you, but uh, prescription drugs aren't cheaper. Healthcare certainly isn't cheaper. Energy costs certainly aren't cheaper. He says Biden is delivering for the American people. The problem is what he's delivering is the American nightmare. The nightmare of job loss, of of debt, of 
um, legislation that takes away your rights and of higher costs of living. So I can understand why people might say, you know what, life isn't as good. And I don't even think they have to go back 50 years. I don't think life in America today is as good as it was 20 years ago, 10 years ago, maybe even as little as five years ago. So regardless of the fantasy land nonsense coming out of the Biden administration, it doesn't look like the American dream is thriving. It looks like the American dream is, is a nightmare. It, it looks good until the monsters start coming out. And I haven't gotten into the issues of, of uh, censorship and, and racism and uh, uh, you know, the sexual agenda of this administration and many of the groups it supports. The, the support of, of, of uh, not just the administration support of anti-Semitic groups, members of Congress support of anti-Semitic groups, but just people around this country that, that um, even, the, even people who would normally support Biden turn their back on him for saying something not evil about Israel. Seems to me like you can work hard all you want, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get ahead. It looks like you can follow the laws, but still be punished. Well, if you support the wrong ideas. And we're not even done yet. Even if Biden doesn't win a second term, we have a little over a year of more of this American nightmare. For example, uh, the White House recently released a fact sheet of what President Biden plans to do to strengthen America's supply chain, lower costs for families, and secure key stores, which I think in English means uh, ruin our supply chain, raise the cost for families, and make sure that uh, his big corporate donors, they get what they need. Now, this, the, the, the fact sheet is, you know, more drivel, but this is what he's talking about doing. He wants to create a, a council on supply chain resilience. As if another bureaucratic council is going to do anything between diddly and squat to actually deal with the supply chain. Remember, it was the government through the shutdowns that destroyed the supply chain. Anybody else remember the ships that were that were parked off ports because they couldn't get in and, and offloaded because of the, uh, the shutdowns that the government put in place? Tell me, when has government ever touched anything and not absolutely ruined it? Supply chain, healthcare, education, over and over again. So now we're going to have another bureaucracy to screw things up even more. Next, use of the Defense Production Act to make more essential medicines in America and mitigate drug shortages. Now, the, the Defense Production Act, um, by the way, another completely unconstitutional act, was created so that in times of actual war, the government could... Um, well, basically steal manufacturing from, from companies and tell them what they had to manufacture. Yeah, this is Biden saying we're going to dictate production. The government's going to tell the business what you need to produce. Like they've never screwed that one up before. Uh, they want new cross-governmental supply chain data sharing capabilities. Regulating the supply chain is not a power delegated to the United States. It does not fall under the Commerce Clause. It's just more government control of every nanosecond of your life. It is crawling up our backsides and, and you know, putting their hands in our mouth like we're puppets. 
and on and on and on. And there's just more of this nonsense. And it's all unconstitutional, but yet people let it go on. The states are putting up with this. The people are putting up with this. Because they believe it's just a nightmare and eventually they'll wake up. We're, we're, we are looking at the destruction of the United States, of the American dream, and we're sitting back and letting it happen. Either because we just don't know, we're too ignorant to realize this is tyranny. This is not a republic. This is tyranny. This is collectivism. This is, this is you know, Stalin's Russia. This is Mao's China. This is Hugo's Venezuela. This is the government controlling each and every aspect of your life. Well, at least they're trying to. See, that's the dirty little secret. All you have to do is learn to say, no. No, I'm going to find other ways of doing things. I'm, going to, I'm not going to worry about the slide chain because I'm going to prepare for myself. I'm going to stock up what I need stocked up. I'm going to make deals where I need to make deals. I'm going to find other people that are willing to do business simply on business, not at the behest of a tyrant in chief who thinks he knows better than everybody else how to live their lives. He knows what medicines you need. He knows what, uh, uh, what cars you should drive, what appliances you should use. He thinks he knows better. This is the arrogance of tyranny. And I don't, I'm fed up with it. I'm waiting for the rest of the American people to wake up and get fed up with it as well. When? When will enough be enough? When will we realize that we have become the Soviet United States of America? Where a, a, a political party, the apparatchik, tell us how to live every aspect of our lives. And if you don't like it, well, they'll just sick the DOJ after you, maybe the FBI, maybe the ATF, maybe they'll just sick the IRS after you. It's become a nightmare. It, 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 it's to the point of night terrors. You, when are you going to start waking up in a cold sweat wondering, is, the FBI, is that the FBI knocking at your door? Or is that a neighbor just looking to, to you know, borrow a cup of sugar? When are you going to start walking down the street wondering if they're out to get you? Knowing that you live in a surveillance state where everything you do in public is recorded, sorted, sifted, analyzed. It will be used against you in a court of law at some point in your life. You know, the thing about the American dream, as the Wall Street Journal defined it, was not that you were guaranteed if you work hard, everything will work out. That was a myth. But as the Declaration of Independence said, the, you know, that uh, we had inalienable rights endowed by our creator to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The ability to search for what makes you happy. Whether that's a, a good job, whether that's owning your own business, whether that's education, whether that's leisure, you had the chance to search, to seek for whatever made you happy. And more and more governments around this country are saying, you don't get to seek for what makes you happy. No, no, no. You get to seek for what we think you should, would make you happy. Because we're experts. We know better than all of you. That, ladies and gentlemen, is my idea, my definition of a nightmare. Having some bureaucrat who doesn't know diddly squat about me telling me how I live my life. Actually, you know, I know what the real nightmare is. The nightmare is the day that I roll over and take it. 
that I simply lay down my head, put the chains on me now, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the nightmare. Because as long as you still fight it, the dream can come true. But as soon as you give in to the dystopian nightmare they have lined up for us, that the, the collectivists, the communists, the Marxists, the Maoists, as soon as you surrender to it, that's when you've lost. That's when the dream is gone and the nightmare takes hold. Because contrary to the, to the lie they've been telling you, you're not guaranteed a living wage. You're not guaranteed a comfortable life. You're not guaranteed another hour on this earth. But this country was created with the idea that for what time you have here, you can make the best of it based on how you define the best. That was the American dream. I use the example, I have a cousin that lives in Manhattan. Now, Percy, the idea of living in Manhattan is a nightmare to me, but he loves it. That's what he likes. I live out in the country. I love it. That's what I like. The American dream meant we could each pursue what we wanted, what made us happiness happy. This dystopian nightmare destroys that. And more and more American people are sensing it. The question is, will they do anything about it? You see, that's what I created the Patriots program for, to help people that would actually engage to do something about it. Not to change the world, not to change the nation, to defend themselves, then to defend others. See, first you protect yourself, then you protect your family, then you protect others. And you can find out more about the program at constitutionstudy.com slash patriots. Now, this is an invitation-only program, so the only way to get an invitation is to take the boot camp. Find it there at uh, the at the Patriots page. Take the boot camp, pass the test, agree to our to our our our, um, our pledge, and you can you'll get an invitation to join. You can work on education, right? How do we do? We know what do we need to know to defend our rights. On, on communication, how do we make sure we're aware of what's going on, and more importantly, how do we share news even when the censors come after us? Then activation, the Minutemen. Men and women ready at a moment's notice to defend themselves, their families, their neighbors, other patriots around the country. This is what the, the Patriots program was for. The Constitution Study Patriots. So that we could turn this nightmare back into a dream. But it's not going to happen unless we the people do something. Unless we stand up. See, if everyone waits for someone to do something, then no one does anything, and the nightmare continues. And that is what the tyrants are betting on. They're betting on the American people will not stand up and say no. Because they know if we the people ever woke up and realized just the, how criminal their activities are, they wouldn't stand a chance. That's why we need to wake up and start preparing. And that's what the Patriots program is about. Now, listen, I have to take a break, but I'm going to talk a bit more about COVID in the next segment. So I guess it makes sense that we have the wellness company. They're sponsoring the work today. They, they have a lot of great products. One of them is spike support. Now, if you're worried about shedding or about long COVID, whether you're vaccinated or not, 
you can be exposed to the spike protein. It's inflammatory. It's toxic. It can be a long-term threat to your health. So the wellness company has come up with a revolutionary combination of ingredients. Research designed to block and to dissolve those spike proteins. I don't understand all the science behind it, but you know what? I know it is backed by documented research. I know it's been vetted by the chief medical board of the wellness company. I also know you can get 25% off the wellness company products and your first month of membership if you use the code out loud. You can find out more at americaoutloud.shop. You can find not just the wellness company, but all the products and sponsors that the partners that work with us help bring you this content and this information. If you want to find out more and get access to the discounts, well, again, go to americaoutloud.shop. Just look for Spike Support and you can get all the information right there. And remember, please use the code OUTLOUD at checkout. Not only does it give you 25% off of products and your first month membership, it lets them know that you listen to America Out Loud, which helps us all share this information and help others to live free. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out americaoutloud.shop, look for ASEA Cell Signaling Molecules Liquid Supplement, and check out Nurse Michelle's recent favorite ASEA product, Renew 28 Revitalizing Redox Gel, because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when I broke my hip. Give it a try for your aches and pains and let Nurses Out Loud hear how your health has improved. Clean, pure, with premium ingredients, Global Healing's Pure Plant Protein offers 20 grams of protein per scoop, and it's the perfect way to maintain and build lean muscle while indulging yourself. It combines enzymes and probiotics to maximize nutrient absorption, improving digestion, and your gut health. Available in vanilla and chocolate flavors, elevate your protein consumption while supporting your overall wellness with Pure Plant Protein. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally.
Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution Study. Today we're wondering, has the American dream become the American nightmare? You know, we, we talked a bit about the tyranny of the uh, Biden administration. Again, it's not just Biden. Uh, we've seen tyranny out of many, multiple administrations. I'll never forget, it was the Bush administration, that's right, a Republican, that gave us the, uh, uh, the Patriot Act and tried to legalize spying on the American people. Yeah. But I want to take this segment, I want to talk about um, the other, another nightmare. And that's the, the I th- will we ever get rid of this uh, COVID vaccine? Now, from the beginning, I was concerned about the vaccine. It wasn't tested properly. It was, it was a, an experimental treatment for a disease with extremely low overall death rate. Um, and rather than focusing the, the prevention on the people who are truly at risk, the American government decided, no, everybody should get a shot, even though we've not tested it. It, it's it, we don't even know if it works. You never bother to see if the stuff works before we start putting in millions and millions of other people's uh, in people's arms. And now we're finding out. You know what? The the um, the COVID vaccine, the latest booster, yeah, people aren't taking it. In fact, the the CDC says, well, the uptake of the new quote unquote vaccine, because it's not legally a vaccine, is lower than ideal. Do you know my idea of the ideal uptake for the COVID vaccine is? Zero. Maybe 1-2%. You know, the people that are truly at risk. But you see, that's not what the CDC... See, the, the CDC claims to be about um, disease control and prevention. They're not. The CDC has shown themselves to be about making billions of dollars for pharmacies, for pharmaceutical manufacturers, and basically being on the take for whatever propagandist agenda happens to be uh, latest on board. See, according to the CDC, only 14% of U.S. adults have received one of the new shots. Now, they say that this this added protection can reduce the severity of COVID-19, except that's not the definition of a vaccine. It is a preventative uh, 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 product, but it's not a vaccine. It doesn't prevent you getting COVID, it doesn't prevent you transmitting COVID. It simply, they claim, well, lowers your symptoms. The only problem is it comes with side effects in a significant percentage of the people who have been taking it. And as more and more information actually comes out, people say, you know what? Maybe I don't want this. Maybe I don't want to be a human guinea pig. Maybe I don't want to be the one that finds out that this is the shot that puts me over the limit and I have some serious side effect. And, you know, now they've combined it with the flu vaccine. So now, basically, if you want the flu vaccine, you're going to be pressured and not required to take this vaccine as well. Wow. You know, with all the data that was reported to VAERS, the, the, those 20,000 deaths, the millions of, of adverse effects, um, all, all sorts of evidence, both anecdotal, scientific, public, private, the, uh, of the danger of this. Do you know how many people they tested the new vaccines on? Yeah, 50. Is 50 enough for you? And surprisingly, when, when uh, uh, news media asked for evidence supporting their claims that uh, these jabs can protect against severe illness, yeah, the CDC says nothing. 
you know what? It, it's almost like the people don't trust the CDC. I wonder why that could be. I wonder, maybe, maybe it's the, uh, the, the ignoring of VAERS data. Maybe it's the evidence of them promoting this without proper testing. Maybe it's the, if, the fact that we've, they found a second hidden vaccine side effects, side effects database that people have not had access to. Maybe all these things say, you know what? Maybe the CDC is part of the nightmare, not part of the dream of the American future. And it's not just the CDC. Remember Moderna? You know, they, they, were, they came to, to prominence knowing based on the, the mRNA jab. Well, according to a report from Unheard, they've been developing or have developed an intricate network of monitoring aimed to influence public discourse on, quote-unquote, vaccines. See, they uh, apparently have collaborated with the Public Good Project, which is a drug industry-funded non-governmental organization. They've also been involved with former law enforcement officials aimed at combating what the company considers to be vaccine misinformation. Gee, maybe they'll listen to what I say and determine that I'm promoting vaccine misinformation for pointing out, oh, I don't know, the truth. You see, before the, the, the scandemic, Moderna was a, a small little biotech firm not really known. Then during the uh, Scandemic, their valuation grew to uh, over a hundred billion dollars, and of course now that uh, um, the demand for the vaccine, the fake vaccine, is down, well, their profits are down, their their valuation is down, so they've uh, you know they've increased their prices, but they've also embarked on a marketing campaign to uh, get people to take the shot, which again they're. F- Fully within their authority to do. I mean, they they do have rights as a as a privately owned company. But do you really trust a company that's a re- response rather than than uh, uh, counter than simply identifying potential problems with and 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 reports of injury uh, tries to suppress that information? Does that sound like a an American dream? Or does it just sound more and more like the uh, the American nightmare? Now, again, the idea of a social media company, or I should say of a company monitoring social media and other platforms looking for uh, insight, there's nothing wrong. But what does it say about Moderna? What does it say about these companies that have learned, you know what, rather than uh, actually dealing with problems, maybe we just... Uh, create a propaganda platform. But of course, it extends. It's not simply Moderna. According to reporting from Jack Paulson, um, Moderna has engaged around 45,000 healthcare professionals with guidance on addressing, well, what they refer to as misinformation. What I refer to as inconvenient facts for them. Now, why is this important? Well, because I still believe that doctors should practice, oh, I don't know, medicine. More and more, though, doctors are practicing bureaucracy and propaganda. So I have to wonder, you know, if I go to a doctor's office and they are promoting uh, a certain treatment, I have to wonder, are they getting something for it? I, you know, uh, thankfully, my doctor, my wife's doctor, 
No, doesn't do any of that. We we talk facts, we talk data, we talk reports. We do not talk what the CDC is promoting. It's one of the reasons why she's our doctor, is that she actually practices medicine. But it wasn't that long ago that um, I was seeing another doctor, and literally the, the answer to, to this problem was this drug, this drug, this drug. Well, I don't want to take that drug. Why? Well, it's got side effects I don't like. It doesn't matter. They're, they're rare. You need to take this drug. No, you're not my doctor anymore. When was the last time you fired a doctor for treating you as, not as an individual, but as a, a statistic or just a, a target for marketing? Now, after beating up on Moderna, I actually have some good news coming out of Moderna. Hey, if we're going to hit them with the bad news, we ought to be honest with the good news as well. See, they've been doing clinical trials for a new vaccine uh, for Epstein-Barr. Now, what's interesting is Epstein-Barr um, is actually one of the adverse effects are, are those that mimic Epstein-Barr. So uh, that, that's interesting. But they've been, I'm sorry, they've been working on this, this uh, trial, and two of the trial sites said um, they've paused the trial. Um, they were finding an issue with, uh, they said, one of the participants. They, they Basically, they're finding out there's there are issues with myocarditis. Now, to me, this is important for a couple of reasons. One is, okay, maybe Moderna uh, learned. Uh, maybe Moderna just isn't under the political pressure we had under the COVID fodemic. Um, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe. But... Um, at least now they've stopped. But also, is this Epstein-Barr virus vaccine, is it really a vaccine? Is it based on the similar mRNA technology that was used for COVID, which also had an issue, had a big issue with, um, uh, with, with myocarditis? And part of the reason is, the, as I understand it, the, uh, um, although they, they kept telling us that the mRNA stays in the injection site. It actually has it is built on a on a chemical structure designed to spread through the body because it was designed to spread cancer drugs, cancer treatments, including by the way to cross the blood brain barrier, which well might lead to the Epstein Barr issues. And while we're at it, this time talking to the dealing with more of the Pfizer vaccine, I believe um, there's a study out of Japan that was published in Scientific Reports. Uh, where they're showing that uh, females and young adults have an additional risk of suffering side effects on the third dose of the uh, vaccine. So that people had three doses as compared to do tend to have different side effects according to the study, and women and young adults are more at risk. What was interesting to me is they found different side effects from the second dose to the third dose. Um, for example, uh, what they call axillary pain occur much more frequently in people who have taken three doses as opposed to do headaches, joint pain, um, and, and others. So is it that third dose that has some sort of trigger, some sort of vaccine loading? Um, again, a lot of questions. But when I look through this country and I go, hmm, is it the American dream to have the, a government-sponsored program by the way, the government uh, attempting to um, cover all the uh, the uh, take on the risk 
for all these companies by claiming, oh, you can't sue the company. Um, we'll assume the risk. Uh, no, you can't do that. That's called the violation of the First Amendment. I wonder what would have happened if these uh, vaccine manufacturers realized that legally they are on the hook. They do have the risk for uh, side effects from their from their uh, uh, their products, including these fake vaccines. But sometimes, you know, these bureaucrats they don't they don't learn so well. So they've started a new uh, uh, program at the FDA. They've dubbed it Start. Support for Clinical Trials Advancing Rare Disease Therapeutics. They've basically taken the ideas from Warp Speed, you know, that that uh, uh, Trump-era idea of getting rid of some of the testing and other other regulations. Yep, so now full speed ahead. I wonder how many of these new uh, therapeutics are going to be rushed through and not have proper testing. I wonder how many Americans will get sick be injured, possibly even die from this rush to get pharmaceuticals on the market. You know, we put our trust, well, some of us put our trust in the federal government to protect us from bad drugs. Just something else they absolutely failed at. And here again, we're doing the same thing over and over and over again. I I wonder, are we ever going to learn? Are we ever going to wake up from this nightmare and stop expecting the federal government to take care of us. Because wherever they seem to do that, they make things worse. And let's face it, the, uh, the, the mRNA shots, the fake vaccines, and the mandates around them, and all the nonsense around them, they're just part of the nightmare that uh, COVID-19... Well, COVID-19 actually didn't do anything. COVID-19 was the excuse that the tyrants may used to make the United States a nightmare to take away your American dream and replace it with this tyrannical nightmare. And they got away with it because a majority of the American people simply complied. The ability to refuse to comply is such a basic fundamental step in restoring the American dream. The pursuit of happiness means I pursue what what I think makes me happy, not what some government bureaucrat thinks will make me happy. When will we hire people with backbone to help protect us when we are trying to simply pursue our own happiness and not harming anyone else in the world. We start with sheriffs. Sheriffs, chief law enforcement officer in the county, most important person to have on your side. If your sheriff protects your rights, you're in a much better uh, position than if they refuse to protect your rights. And then if they do, do me a favor. Stand by them. If you have a good sheriff, you should be a good resource for them. When when I talked to my sheriff and he said that he trains his deputies that their first and primary responsibility is check the right is protect the rights of everyone there, I offered to help. I offered to volunteer. I offered to teach. Uh, I told him you know I'll write position papers. I'll I'll be at press conferences. I'll even testify before committees. If what you're doing is protecting our rights, I will back you when you do that. I wonder how many of you have sheriffs that believe you have their back if they do the right thing and protect your rights. I think that's something we need to consider. Now, I do have another break coming up. Before I go, though, you know, there's a lot of places to get information. And a place I think you should go every day is AmericaOutloud.news. 
It's a great place to find out the news. You get videos, articles, podcasts, stories, all sorts of places to get all sorts of, of great information. The question is, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do with it? You know, the, a law is useless unless it's enforced. A tool is useless unless it is used. And these resources are useless unless you do something with them. So do me a favor. Don't just go buy America Out Loud.news every day. Do that, but do some more. Find that story that says something important. That, that podcast that shows something that, that really gets your attention. Show something that you think is truly important and share it. Share it with friends. Share it with family. Share it on social. I don't care how far you spread it. I don't care if you've got 10 followers or 10 million followers. Share it. It's actually the act of sharing that helps spread this information. And it's the act of sharing that helps us all secure the blessings of liberty. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Spike proteins help viruses enter into your cells, disrupting your health and your well-being. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body of spike proteins, which allows your body to repair from within, supporting your immune and respiratory systems and regulating your inflammatory response. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You're rejoining the Constitution Study. Today we're talking the American dream, or is it now American nightmare? You know, there's so many examples. I picked several, and, I, and today I did try to focus on COVID 
Uh, one, because I had a lot of COVID articles that, um, well, they'd popped up and I thought it would be, be a great example. But I, I had a question and it, it, yeah, I just found it important enough that I wanted to get to it. I didn't wait for a uh, a full question episode or a segment. I wanted to get to it, uh, and it relates to something going on with COVID. But before that, I got one other thing I want to talk about, um, and that's masks. Now, listen, again, I'm no scientist. Uh, I have a brain in my head. So I knew from the beginning that masks, except for the the the, the best-fitting, best-filtering masks, was not going to go squat against a virus. COVID-19, SARS, COVID-2 virus is like one one thousandth the size of a pore in your average surgical mask. So it made no sense. And of course, when they started saying that, well, we've got proof, all right, what's your proof? Well, they said, I, I could only find one study. And believe it or not, the, uh, the, the that actually wasn't even a study. It was an analysis. See, there was this, I think it was out in Boston, there was this, this, this hair salon. They had two hairdressers. Both of them contacted COVID or contracted COVID. Um, they, but none of their, their customers did. And they said, well, they were wearing masks. So masks must work. Um, stupid party of one. Uh, I mean, that just makes no sense that that's not a, an analysis at best that might give you a theory that maybe they work, but it doesn't show they work in any reasonable way, shape or form. Now, that was the starting place. Because then as things went on, we start seeing masks are dangerous. They, they tend to uh, decrease your, your O2 level, increase carbon dioxide uh, consumption. Um, then the parents took some of their, their kids' masks and sent them out and found all sorts of diseases and stuff. In there. Masks were dangerous. In other words, it wasn't simply that they were ineffective. They were actually dangerous. Well, then this study came out. It, it's a peer-reviewed study. It's what's called a cross-sectional study. And it's titled Association Between Face Mask Use and Risk of SARS-CoV-2 Infection. It was conducted by a team of researchers out of Norway. Now, according to the pub, to this paper, which was published in the British, uh, uh, was a Cambridge University Journal, they, the research conducted an observational study that analyzes data from population uh, or that represented a subset at a specific point in time. And the point in time was early 2022. Now, during the study, the participants noted how often they wore masks and recorded their positive COVID tests. Now, from the, the study, they said, we found that the incidence of self-reported COVID-19 was 33% higher in those wearing face masks often or sometimes, and 40% higher in those wearing face masks almost always or always compared to participants who reported wearing face masks never or almost never. Now, again, this isn't proof positive, right? Because there could be a lot of other factors. Did they, um, you know, did, did they control for other uh, uh, factors like uh, exposure to uh, people who tested positive, um, working environments? There's a lot of things that could, you know, but it does give you an idea. It does give, it should give you an hypothesis that maybe the masks that were shoved down everybody's throat, well, maybe they, instead of stopping the spread of COVID, actually helped increase the spread of COVID. How? Well, I would hypothesize by keeping the COVID um, uh, viruses in your face. Right? You breathe them in, 
from the uh, for when you breathe them out, some of them are going to get trapped. There are more of them. They're closer to your face. You're more likely to get COVID. At least that's what this uh, study is implying. So I wanted to go with that. Now I want to answer a question. The answer uh, the question came from uh, Linda. She did ask that I answer it here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. So I'm I'm more than happy to. And it's titled New York State Quarantine Camps. She said, can you discuss quarantine camps in New York State and how this is or isn't allowed per the Constitution? And then she sent me a link to an article talking about this. Now, I don't know if you remember, but uh, a couple of years at the height of COVID, um, Governor Hochul talked about setting up quarantine camps. Or I like to call them internment camps. The idea was if you were considered a risk of COVID, they were going to either lock you in your home or send you to a camp. Anybody remember the Japanese in World War II? Well, of course, this didn't sit well with the American people, and people sued. They said the law was unconstitutional. Well, this this case went to the appellate court of the state of New York, and um, uh, they basically dismissed the case. Now, the thing to remember, this was not... Um, this is not a law, right? This is actually a regulation made up by Governor, Governor Hochul. Um, and it was the idea was to allow her and the health department to basically quarantine New Yorkers anywhere in the state based on, well, no probable cause. Now, the article that Linda sent me uh, was from a gentleman named Curtis Cost. I'll put a link in the, uh, in the show page when it hits the website. He points out that one of the many problems is you have the executive branch effectively making law. Now, this problem number one. Now, what's interesting is uh, the court, the, the the courts originally um, agreed with the people who were suing. Now, Attorney Bobby Ann Cox, um, she was representing several New York State legislators and a citizen group called Uniting New York State, and um, the judge found that the governor's regulation was illegal and unconstitutional, and he spelled out the details in a nice 14-page decision. But then the state, uh, the, the, the governor's office, or the, I guess the attorney general, appealed, and the appeals court is the one that said, nope, quarantine camps are perfectly constitutional. Well, actually, they didn't say that. What they said was that the people suing had no standing. Understand, you have the state members of the state legislature, because you got to remember, this is a rule. This is not a law that was created. It's a rule created by the governor. They have no standing. The group of citizens that said, we don't want to be carted away to camps have no standing. Now, I don't have all the details of this. I, I want to find out more. Uh, but um, that's where it stands. Is the appeals court said, yeah, no, we're, gonna, we're not even going to hear the merits of the case. We're just simply going to say, um, no, you don't have a right. You don't have the right to sue. You don't have the right to petition the government for a reader's grievance. So let me get back to the rest of, of Linda's question, because she wanted to know if this was or was not allowed under the Constitution of the United States. And that's actually a very good question. So there's actually two places in the Constitution of the United States that, um, uh, that speaks to this. Now, the first part, the first part I'm going to go is actually the 14th Amendment. 
And I read I do this. The 14th Amendment says, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. So it's quite clear that any quarantine deprives someone of their liberty. You're saying you cannot do what you want to do. That's quite obvious. It could also be argued, and I would argue, that a quarantine deprives you of your property because it deprives you of control of your body, and your body is your property. James Madison wrote an excellent article about this. Um, I forget when he wrote it. I want to say 1792, but I'm not sure. But you can you can find it um, if you if you search for Madison's. Um, actually, I'll tell you what. I'll put a link to the copy I use in the uh, the the show page as well. So it's quite obvious that you're being deprived of liberty, which brings the question: They can the state cannot deprive you of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. It's a phrase that's used a lot, and I don't think a lot of people quite understand what it means. According to the Free Legal Dictionary, due process is a judicial or governmental process designed to protect the rights of the individual. Now that means that you have to follow a set of rules that are designed to protect an individual's rights. If you, Interesting enough, if you go to the Bill of Rights, Amendment 4 through 8 are the due process amendments. They all deal with parts of due process, the, this protection of your rights. So here's the question. Where is the due process before someone is sent to a quarantine camp or before someone is quarantined in their home? See, in order to do this, they have to prove, the state has to prove, they can't imply, they cannot suggest. They have to prove, beyond a reasonable doubt, I would say, uh, or at least the preponderance of evidence, that you are a danger to others. Meaning, they have to prove, with a preponderance of evidence, that you are contagious. Because if you're not contagious, you're not danger to others. If you're not danger to others, then it's a violation of due process to deprive you of your liberty if you're not infringing on the rights of someone else. So here's an interesting question. How can they prove that you're contagious? Well, one way to prove that you're contagious is, well, take a COVID test. I've told the story before about uh, when I was served a subpoena to testify in Phoenix, Arizona. And um, I simply told the, uh, the, the, I think I was dealing with a paralegal there. I simply told him, I will not take the test. You cannot force me. Why? Because you're depriving me of liberty without due process of law. See, if you want me to take a test, I either volunteer to take the test or you need a warrant because you're trying to search my body. Fourth Amendment, right? Now we're back, back to the Bill of Rights, the Fourth Amendment. So, if you need a warrant, then you need probable cause supported by oath or affirmation, meaning the state must have some probable cause that you are, that you have COVID, therefore, and they're therefore contagious and therefore could be a danger to others. So you have all of this up, and I've talked about before, and a lot of other people have talked about this before, but there's one fundamental key fact that I think should trump all of those. The death rate of COVID-19 among the population is somewhere on the area of 0.4 to 0.6%. Meaning, of the people who get COVID, death rate is really pretty low. 
Now, there are certain demographic groups that are much greater risk. But the question is, if you if the risk of the disease is so low, how can you justify a quarantine? I know a lot of people think the uh, the number is high. It's amazing they do studies where they ask people, um, you know, what the uh, uh, the death rate from COVID nineteen. Some people saying forty, fifty, sixty percent. No, it's at most six tenths of one percent. So how can you justify depriving me of my liberty when I'm not an over a danger to other people, even if I've got COVID, even if I spread COVID? There's no logic. There's no reason. This, by the way, has nothing to do with law. This is an illegal rule. It's an illegal order. It violates the Constitution of the state of New York. It violates the Constitution of the United States, the supreme law of the land. The fact that a court won't even hear it means those judges have violated their oath of office because they took an oath to support the Constitution of the United States. It means Governor Hochul has violated her oath of office. And if the New York State legislator had a spine and any sense of justice, they would simply pass a law that says governor, the governor isn't authorized to create quarantine camps without our approval and without rules established by we, the representatives of the people of New York. Punishable, by the way, by time in jail. I like that. Anybody who takes someone into quarantine without following due process, let's make that a criminal event. In fact, you know what? It actually is a federal crime. Should be a state crime too, but it's a federal crime. Why? Uh, was Title 18 of the United States Code, Section 242. It is a crime to knowingly deprive someone of a right protected by the Constitution of the United States. And depriving someone of their liberty without due process of law violates the Fourth Amendment, the 14th Amendment. It violates the Fifth Amendment. It's a federal crime. But you see, since most lawyers don't actually study the Constitution, they study the opinion of judges, they're ignorant and apathetic. They don't know. And because they don't know, and because we don't know, they get away with it. They say, well, they forced me to. No, you complied. They threatened you, and you complied. Very few people I know were forced to wear a mask, were forced to take the jab. They simply complied when challenged. So, Linda, thank you very much. for It's, a, it's an excellent question. And, in fact, uh, I'm, I'm planning on reaching out to, uh, to uh, was it Mr.? Was it Mr. Cott, I believe his name is? Cost? Sorry, yeah, Curtis Cost. I want to reach out to him, and maybe I'll have him on the program. Maybe he can talk about this uh, nonsense going on in the Empire State. Really shouldn't be surprised, right? It is the Empire State. It's, it's run like the Roman Empire, and uh, I am so glad I am no longer a citizen of that particular state. So there we have it, the, the American dream becoming the American nightmare, right up to being thrown into effectively an internment camp. They call it a quarantine camp, but it's really a, an internment camp. You're being interned for your position on the actual facts and data and science. The sad thing is most Americans are simply challenged and comply. They're told they have to do something, and they do it. And they never bother to find out if what they're being told is true. I go back to Book of Acts chapter 17, right? The Bereans, they listened to what was said, then they went back to Scripture daily to see if it was so. The American people have been told a pile of lies, 
and few, if any, are going back to the Constitution to see if it's true. Now, Linda, she asked for help, and I'm more than happy to give that help, Linda. Uh, again, I, I hope you, um, you like the answer. Uh, I hope you find it helpful. I hope others find it helpful as well. If you have your own questions, well, then please ask them. Just go to constitutionstudy.com. You'll see a ask a question uh, item on the menu. Click that, fill out the form. If you'd like me to answer it here on the radio, hit the checkbox. I will be more than happy to. Because this is what we do here at the Constitution Study. It's about helping people know what their rights are, recognize when they've been violated, and then defend and assert them so that we can all live free. Hopefully, you'll come back. You'll join us here for the Constitution Study. We're on every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on America Out Loud Talk Radio, heard on the iHeartRadio Network. If you can't listen then, all my shows go to podcast. And when I put in links and other stuff, you'll find them on the page at, at the website, but you also can find them in your favorite podcast app. I ask, though, please subscribe to the show. Leave the episode's ratings and reviews. It, it lets me know what you think, but more importantly, it helps other people find the Constitution study as well, especially when you leave those reviews on Apple Podcasts. You can find the links you need at the homepage at americaoutloud.news. But let's do this together. Let's not just do this individually. Let's share. Share the links, share the stories, share the information, share the news. See, it's by sharing this good news. It's by sharing the seeds that we have planted here today that we all share the blessings of liberty. <laughs>